If you are looking for three different strategies to hunt elk, you have come to the right place because that is what I'm covering today. Hey, and welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about elk hunting strategies. How can you actually go out into the woods and hunt elk? Now, these are mostly from a DYI perspective, okay? You going out and you trying to hunt elk and get into the forest and, and you know come up with a plan, come up with a strategy, depending on where you are, what your situation is, what your limitations are, and many other factors. Now, if you're going out with a guide, you're probably not going to use much of this information, though it could be interesting and helpful for you to be somewhat informed but they are going to lead you in the best strategies for that area specific to the exact animals you're hunting, not something that's more general and broad that could be applied differently in different locations. So I got to give you that caveat. And of course, you know, depending on where you're hunting, different states, different areas, different topography, different terrain, different habitat, different herds, the strategies are going to be different or be adjusted. But I'm going to give you three general strategies today that are more focused on the do-it-yourselfer, someone that has limited opportunities, limited capabilities, and are just trying to get out there and make something happen on their own. So I'm going to start from the least likely strategy to the most likely strategy. All right. And the least likely strategy that you are going to use for elk hunting is stand hunting. Now, when I say stand hunting, I'm using stand in the more general sense. I'm not referring necessarily to just a tree stand, but you are going to set up a, a non-mobile location, hunting blind, tree stand, box blind, some physical spot that you have determined is the place that you're going to hunt, and you're going to get in there, and you're going to hunt these elk just like you hunt white-tailed deer. Is that a realistic scenario for elk hunting? Uh, usually not. But it depends on where you are. If you're hunting elk in Colorado and the plains, no. That's just not, almost never is that going to happen. All right. One in a thousand times something like that might happen. You may have a box blind or some sort of well-concealed camouflage blind on a ridge somewhere overlooking a, a plane or a pinch point where these animals often move through or migrate through or, or, or you know, the herd goes through this area on some level of consistency. And uh, you do have a reasonable chance that if you sit there for a week and you're able to shoot out the three or 400 yards, you could be successful. But that is most of the time not going to be the case. Now, the few exceptions are if you're hunting in heavily forested, low pressure areas where you've got elk that are in small to medium sized herds that are more casually moving through, more like deer. Sort of like, uh, you know, how you might have it in north central Pennsylvania, 
which I talked about in much more detail in the previous episode on Elk Hunting 101. You got to check that out. Uh, got into a lot of good stuff there. But, you know, if you're hunting in that sort of scenario, that could be a reasonable way to do it, especially if you have small property, right? And in a scenario like that, and there are more than just there are more places than just in North Central Pennsylvania. There are places around the country where, you know, maybe you can get permission from a landowner who's got 20 acres to hunt on their property. Chances are the people with a thousand acres, they are already leasing their property, the hunting rights to guides or outfitters, or you're just not gonna you're just not gonna be able to compete price-wise. But maybe you can get somebody that's got 10 or 15 or 20 acres. And there's elk around there, and they'll let you in. All right, well, you could set up a tree stand. You could set up a blind. You could set up a fixed position hunting area where you're able to, to have a shot either with a bow or, or with a long-range rifle and hunt them that way. So there are places in the United States where this is a good strategy. There's just not many of them relative to to the what most people think about when they're thinking about elk hunting. When most people think about elk hunting, they're thinking about out west, wide open spaces, hills, mountains, valleys, lots of land. That is the most common thought and conception for elk hunting. But there are plenty of places where you can hunt them similar to deer. This is probably 5% I'm making up numbers, but I'm going to say 5 to 10% of, of people that are going to hunt elk may hunt elk in that sort of a scenario. So this is a reasonable strategy for some of you. Things you need to remember. Why would elk be within shooting range of that fixed location on a regular basis? What is going to bring them in? Food, travel corridors... Uh, that's about it. That's about all I can think of. So you need to be aware. You need to do some scouting. All right. If you have tons of elk sign, then just like anything else, okay, if it's fresh, there's a lot of it there, then that may be a good scenario. And pretty much the rest of that is self-explanatory. Number two strategy, ambush hunting. Not the same as what I just described as stand hunting. So ambush hunting elk. This is going to be a very realistic strategy for people that have limited means, limited property, limited physical capability or vehicular capability, but they still want to get out and hunt elk. So what you're going to do is you're going to go out, private land, public land, often going to be public land, and you're going to scout and you're going to look for signs. And you're going to try to find areas similar to what I just described with stand hunting where elk move through there on a regular basis. Maybe you're trying to stay a mile within a mile of the road. Maybe you don't even, maybe you don't have big thick tracts of land that you can even go real far on, but you're trying to make use of the land that you have. So you're trying to find, okay, what is the best place, the best travel corridor the place where elk are moving through regularly on any property you can. And this is a scouting mission. 
you're scout, 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 find a place, and then you're trying to find a way to set up to hide in that area and wait till those animals come through and ambush hunt them. This is not the best way to hunt elk because they can cover ridiculous amounts of ground. They could be in an area for a week and then they're 100 miles away the next day. And they're not coming back. Maybe for that year. You never know. So uh, anytime you're hunting an animal that doesn't stay in an area, it's really hard for you to stay in an area. All right, they're not like turkeys where you know they they tend to stay in the same general area. They may cover a couple miles in a day, but they're often going to come back and roost in the same tree or in the same group of trees. So they have a range. Um, elk they may stay in a range for a little while, but especially out west in big areas, big open spaces, they are going to move and they can be unpredictable. But if you're limited on land, if you're limited on ability, if you're limited on your ability to, to get an animal out deep in the woods, then this may be the opera, this may be the thing you need to do. And what you're probably going to do is you're going to go in light and you're going to try to figure out, okay, here's a spot. This is where I want to hide. How are you going to hide there? Well, you got to play the wind. Okay. The wind is massive in these kind of situations with stand hunting you are usually hunting in areas where elk are used to smelling people and being around people. With ambush hunting, you're getting more into that wilder, free-spirited sort of elk herd population more of the time where they're not going to tolerate any smell of you. So you need to find, okay, here's where we think elk are going to be and what is the wind? Maybe you, you know, you're, say you want to hunt this area for a couple days. Well, if the wind changes, you better have another plan. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Because if that wind is going to give you away, if that wind is going to go in the direction of where you expect those elk to come from, you might as well just leave and and save yourself the time and headache. You want to set up. Ideal scenario. You want to get above the elk and you want to get uh, far enough away in trees, in rocks, in boulders, something that's going to break you, break up your outline. You can hide in, conceal, and have a rest for shooting, and then you're going to sit and wait and try to ambush them. And that is a very legitimate way to hunt elk in some situations and circumstances, depending on what opportunities are available to you. Now, by far, the third way, the third strategy is pursuit hunting. This is the biggest one. This is the one that's most successful. It's also the hardest one physically, but you're going out and you're going after the elk. You're trying to find the herd. You're trying to walk up onto this herd, get within 300 yards. That's your goal. Of course, closer is better. But you're trying to get up into this herd and get yourself a shot. So you're covering ground. You're going up hills, down hills. You may spend some time on, you know, high ridges, you know, where you can glass for a long distance, try to locate the herd. Maybe they're grazing in an area. And then you're going to use the land and cover and topography to work your way through and try to get close to them before they smell you, hear you, see you, or just otherwise decide it's time to move on. Because once they decide it's time to move on, here's the thing. You can't catch elk. You can't. There's no way. You cannot catch an elk. You can catch a deer. White-tailed deer are actually very limited in their ability to cover ground. In fact, there are places in the world where maybe not necessarily white-tails, but for deer hunting, they hunt deer with spears. And they will get a hundred guys and they will like a drive, like a massive deer drive, and they will just run after these deer. You know, a human being actually has more uh, endurance than a deer has. A human can run a marathon 26 miles without stopping. A deer cannot you will actually wear out a deer and max out their cardiovascular system before you wear out and max out a human's cardiovascular system. Now, that's not going to be in a quarter mile or one mile. But for if, if you're chasing a deer for a couple miles and, and you can move with some speed, you can actually wear out a deer to the point where that deer just can't run anymore and you can stab it. it that is an actual way that people in some countries hunt deer. Now, elk is not that way. Elk's capacity to cover ground and to move with endurance and speed and time and distance exceeds a human's. You cannot catch an elk that doesn't want to be caught. You cannot catch up to an elk that doesn't want to be caught up to. That is not humanly possible. What can happen, though, is elk's not just going to run and run and run endlessly forever. Maybe now, if you've spooked them and they're running from you, well, the chances aren't good. 
But if they're just moving off in a direction, they may move off until they decide to graze, they find some food, they decide to drink, they decide to rest, they decide to do whatever. They may not just move all day or for hours and hours. So you can pursue elk that are even moving, even moving away from you and eventually catch up to them. But you're only catching up to them because they're not running from you. They're just moving in that direction. Now, sometimes, you know, an elk can be on a high ridge and they see you and they disappear over the ridge. And, you know, the odds of you catching up to that elk and getting a shot are low, but it's possible. It depends on, you know, how how spooked was that critter. All right. If if they're just like, oh, there's something over there. I'm just going to go this way. And once they clear the ridge and they go a quarter mile or a half mile, they don't think about it again, that you've got a chance. You know, they're going to stop and they're going to graze and maybe they're going to meet up with some others and you might have a chance to catch up to them. But if they bolt and you scare them or you miss a shot or the herd takes off, the herd is gone. All right, you're done with that elk for that day. So uh, the pursuit strategy is the one that requires the most effort, the most work, the most physical endurance and preparation, but it's also the one where you can usually be the most successful because unlike deer, elk are always on the move. They're always going. They're covering ground. They may stay in an area for a little while, but then they can just disappear and they're gone. So you got to find them and find where they are. You got to find the current spot of them as opposed to deer you're looking for the current range and then you hunt the range not the deer with elk you're hunting the animal not the range you want to have knowledge of the range of the area so that you can find the herd and that is your objective that's what you're going for you're you're covering distance trying to figure out where's the herd how can i get into these folks how can i get close to them now, a um, lot to say here, but I'm just going to try to simplify it down. What happens a lot of times is hunter will get up, and they'll get within a couple hundred yards of a bull elk, and they'll get a shot, and uh, they won't really see the herd. They'll just see like, oh, it's just a lone elk. I shot this lone elk. Well, anything can happen, right? They're wild animals. It's the woods. Anything can happen. Most of the time, what's happening there is you have caught up to a um, a non-dominant male who has been pushed out of the herd by the dominant male or a more dominant male. And, you know, this this Ronin elk is is been pushed out of the herd. So he's living on the outskirts of the herd. He is not going to be the biggest elk in the herd, even if he is somewhat sizable. But people, they, they come up and they find these lone males and or sometimes even a lone bachelor group of males. And they think, oh, wow. OK, yeah, they're, they're they don't herd up around here. Well, now you're probably actually within a mile of the herd. Of the real herd of where the big boys are. But. These ones, these are the, the ones that are the young bucks that got pushed out or the ones that lost the fight for dominance or whatever the case may be. And they're on the outside looking in. They're trying to just get close enough sometimes to some 
to some cows in order to mate and, and hope that they can do that under the radar. Um, but they are on the periphery of the herd. So people that are looking for trophy elk, and if you're listening to this, it's probably not you, but I'll just mention it anyway. People that are looking for trophy elk, if you come across these lone, lone bachelors, whatever size they are, small, medium, or large, they are likely larger further, not that much farther. Um, you're, you're likely going to have the biggest core part of the herd within some reasonable distance because these lone rangers are on the periphery of the herd, following along with the herd, uh, but they can't get too close. Otherwise, the big dogs are going to mess them up. So they've been pushed out by pressure. So here's the thing. What do you do there? Do you shoot the, the lone elk because you can? Or do you try to get around and past this elk and keep looking for the, for the actual herd to find the big boys? Well, my recommendation is going to be if you're elk hunting and you come across a nice legal bull elk and you say, I'd like to take that one home, you shoot that elk and you don't think about if and where there's going to be a bigger one because you have done a very difficult thing and found an elk and you're close enough and you're able to take a shot, you should take the shot without hesitating. All right. Now, if you've got a dozen elks on your wall at home, uh, then, you know, hey, you think, oh, I could get one more or I could really push through. I, I'm probably getting close and looking for the trophy elk. Well, that may be the time that you take that risk and you risk going home empty-handed to go home with a bigger trophy. But if you don't have a dozen on the wall and you come up on, upon a nice one, you know, you need to realize, okay, here's the situation I'm in. I can take this shot and hopefully take this animal home or I can push in and try to get close to the bigger herd. But when you do that, when you, when you, you, elk have centuries, okay? It is hard to get close to the big herd. They are on the lookout. They have guards. Uh, the big males are, are often protected and they the cows can act as sentries. It is hard to get in and get close to the big herd. Your chances of spooking and just pushing off the whole herd are pretty big. So it's not just a matter of, well, let me take this one or go a little further and try to find a bigger one. Your odds of going a little further to get a bigger one are very low. All right. They're very low because the chances of you spooking them or being spotted or smelled or seen or heard increase exponentially. The lone male or the bachelor males on the periphery of the herd are the best chance you have to get an elk in many scenarios, situations, and habitats. That is your best chance. And there, it is often the best chance by far. If you come across that opportunity, do not spurn it and think, oh, well, I want to push forward, try to get one that's a little bigger. No, no. Don't go a little further trying to get one that's a little bigger. That is, that is, that's the way people go home sick to their stomach after they could have shot an elk and didn't. 
because your chances of getting one if you go a little further drop majorly. Because if you did come across the herd, it is going to be tough for you to sneak in. He can't sneak into that herd, but you're going to? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You, I mean, you only got to get within 300 yards, so maybe you can get a shot. But I would take the one you can take if he's legal and you like the look of him and he seems tasty. Take that one home. All right? Um, you know, it, it, it can be a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of hunting and to go home empty-handed because you got a little greedy is ridiculous. All right, don't do that. You need to go with the mentality of I'm going to take the first ethical shot I get on a reasonable animal and take it home because so oftentimes that is the only shot that you get, period. It's the only one. You know, I have trained myself and even still sometimes mess it up that I'm going to take the first reasonable shot that I get on an animal. And almost every time I wait for a perfect shot, oh, it just, I just, I go without. I do without. I could tell you story after story of I was waiting for just a little better shot and didn't realize that was the only shot I was going to get. Now, sometimes, you know, turkey's coming in. He's walking right towards you. He's at 40 yards. You've got the beat on him. Well, if he's coming right at you, then maybe you wait for 30 yards. But if he's going side to side and cover and he's not coming in and you're thinking, well, maybe he'll circle around and get a little closer. Well, I'm going to take that 40-yard shot um, probably almost immediately if, unless I'm convinced He's coming straight in, straight towards me. So, you know, otherwise, uh, they just disappear. And you might think, well, elk can't just disappear. Oh, elk can disappear. Elk can evaporate into the mist. They have an uncanny ability to move without sound, to just vanish into nothingness and without a trace at a moment's notice, like a shadow. I don't know how they do it. I'm not sure how it's possible, but whenever they choose to, they, they seem to be able to do that much of the time. So, guys, I hope these strategies are helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Send me an email. would love your feedback. Listen to some other episodes on elk hunting or other kinds of hunting. And please do head to iTunes, leave a review with a comment. Number one way to help grow the show and reach more people and expand the audience through the iTunes algorithm. But I really appreciate you for listening. God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>